Hi, I'm Trinity Wheeler. And I'm Alan Shaw. And this is Rhapsody Radio. Welcome back. The ladies are here. They oh, finally. Oh, oh. Yeah. So good to be us? back. Yeah, it's just been too many, too many guys around. All that testosterone. more ladies. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. So Alan and I are back with Mary Beth Henderson and Jennifer Bellini. Oh, hi, guys. So, good. so we have to get a lot to catch up on. We've like had a pandemic since we were all last together. Wait, what uh, happened? Yeah, know, what? This, this <laughs> thing. We just Wait, saw each what? other yesterday. What? There yeah. was a lot going on. Mary Beth, you're engaged. I'm engaged. Oh, my gosh. Congratulations. Congratulations. Oh. Off the market, That's ladies awesome. and gents. Uh, oh, bummer. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us about it. How did it go? Oh, my gosh. Um, so we actually got engaged the Tuesday before the stay at home order was issued. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> so you, you really do, wanted do to you test s- it. Yeah. Do, do you still want to be engaged? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> we don't need marriage counseling after yeah. this. Yeah. Like, if we make it through this, we're ready to go. Yeah. Um, and in true Steve fashion, sweet cheek dimpled Steve. Yeah. I don't think he actually planned to propose to me that day. Oh, so it's a Tuesday like any other. Yeah. He walks in the door and he's like a man on a mission. So mm-hmm. he's kind of, you know, he he's he's makes a beeline to the kitchen and I can tell he's just got something on his mind. Right. You know, and he, he has a bag of groceries and he throws them on the counter and he turns to me and I don't even know what I was doing at the time. <laughs> and he's like, stay right there. Oh, fuck. All right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he marches out of the room. I go back to doing whatever I was doing, and I hear him march back into the room. And by this point, the dogs are going bananas, yeah, right? Yeah. And I turn around, and he's on one knee, Aww. and he has he has the ring. And oh my gosh. I make y'all. You, you know, you think about this moment. You think you're going to say something prolific, and it's going to be <laughs> so, like something out of a Disney movie. I made a noise, like I like. And the dogs go bonkers. And I think at some point he actually asked the question. Yeah. And I said something like an affirmative. And we we do. We have this beautiful moment. And then we turn to each other and we're like, well, now what? Now what? And so throughout the rest of the night, you know, because we were just going to make dinner and yeah. He kept yeah. thinking of other things he wanted to add yeah. to the proposal. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> so he would, yeah. I mean, it's so sweet. He would like take a, a can of tomato sauce and he'd get back down on his knee and he'd hand it to me and be like, one more thing. Aww. And I want to make sure you know. I mean, just Aww. so sweet. So sweet. Um, Amazing. And then the next day, like, we we entered into the space time continuum yeah, that has yeah. been 2020. So it feels yeah. like yesterday and a lifetime ago, all at the same time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we are we are officially officially. And engaged. when is the big day? No idea. No, no idea. Nice. Yes. No idea. Yes. Yeah. You're gonna do it internationally though, right? We do. We want to go abroad and elope. Perfect. Um, so we've always had this trip we wanted to take. Yeah. I mean, but back when we started dating, you know, and, and, and this was four years ago, it started as like a backpacking tour through Ireland and Scotland. Amazing. And we, we've never been able to take that trip. And so now we're like, well, well yeah. not only are we going to take that trip, yeah. but we're going to get married while we're there. Yeah. Because, that's amazing. Yeah. you know, I think that's amazing because like eloping, you just, you're spending more time making memories and it's not all about like the fancy dresses and the food yeah. and the drinking and I the mean, partying, Jenna, although that is good. I'm, I'm just saying, but she's going to have a fancy dress. I guarantee well, she's in right, a fancy right, dress. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. 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 I'm just saying, you know, you can spend like, 
ten, twenty thousand dollars on like a traditional wedding, right? Oh, absolutely. And, and I just think that I don't know. I'd rather spend that money and elope and go to Scotland. Well, I mean, you have we, to live, you have to lift those stones over there. That's what you have to do. You know, that the, the, there's the what? whole like yeah, there's this whole like <laughs> journey through Scotland to what? where they have like these stones, you mm-hmm. know, on the side of the road like Atlas stones. Okay. And you like pull over and you like lift the stone and you take the photo. It's like okay. stones. Stones. I don't get it. I got to be honest, that wasn't on my short list, but I'll, it, it, I'll you, see. you you <laughs> you are in. a crossfitter, you would love it. It's the you know, you you drive around Scotland and there's like tours you take to lift these famous boulders. Okay. Steve would love it. I'm just I, visioning just random stones. I around. know. I'm picturing just us like, like pulling yeah. off in a ditch and like the two of us <laughs> trying that's, to move a rock. That's kind of what know. it is. Okay. Yeah. It's like that's a thing. Cool. <laughs> There's a whole documentary on it. I'll so send it to you. So take your CrossFit okay. shoes. <laughs> I was going to say, take my lifters. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, Jen, I think to your point, you we're we're such private people. This is part of kind of an ongoing joke between Steve mm-hmm. and I is that we are self-proclaimed introverts in very extroverted worlds and professions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, we, we want a little bit of both. We want to have this really special, intimate, just the two of us That's moment. Awesome. I love that. And then we want to come back to Charleston and throw a party. So. Yeah. Look, it's the awesome. same thing Alan and I did. We went to Maui. We did it on our own. Mm-hmm. It was great. And it was just, it, it so became about us and yeah. not the event and, yeah. and entertaining people. Yeah. Well, it was relaxing and yeah. not stressful. Completely. Yeah. Like that was the biggest thing yeah. for me. It was like, oh, we're now going down to the beach and yeah. getting in yeah. the That's ring awesome. of flowers and having a ukulele oh, player. It's <laughs> really like, it's that. great versus being like, oh my God, okay, where's my mom? Where's my where's, where's my dad? Like where's the know, flowers? Where are the flowers? Where's like this? Where, yeah. are they yeah, yeah, yeah. playing the music correctly? Like, you know, yeah, it's the stuff. caterer here on time. Yeah. Like I and and I think knowing me as I do, I I couldn't enjoy that mm. because I'd immediately go into management event planning. Totally. It's mode. the same thing with me. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's it would, like, it would be all just... about like what's next, what's next. Absolutely. You know? All all I thought about the entire time was I wanted to stay. Yeah, so he was doing <laughs> like what's story. next. Yeah, I was yeah, so yeah, hungry. Yeah. Wasn't there, he was so yeah. hangry. Wasn't oh. there a point when y'all were taking your, your wedding portraits yeah. that we, you had like literally a taking hangry photos meltdown. after we got married and I was like, You have got to get me food. No, the photo- right. no, this that is, is this I the take photographer the photographer was like all that day. Go down the just walk down the beach and like look at the sunset and we were like walking away from the camera and I was like he, I like looked over and he had this like sourpuss face on and I was like I was like are you okay and he's like I'm so fucking hungry you gotta <laughs> get me that steak right now and I was, I was like, starving oh. um honey we're this is our wedding it should be a wedding <laughs> yeah. uh, like 10 years later yeah, yeah, no, 10 yeah. Years no, later. I used yeah. to love you well yeah. I say if I ever get married again I'm going to elope I'm gonna go to Italy and do it though Ooh. okay Italy's like and find top an on my move. on my list yeah, yeah. Italian yeah. stallion, so, baby. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so Jen had had enough of the pandemic, and she says, folks, I'm out and went to Mexico. I did. I had enough. I was tired of working and seeing the same four walls and homeschooling and yeah. just all the things. And I just... You took the kids. I did take the kids. It was just beach and beach We and literally sat at the beach and at the pool the whole time. That's I mean, amazing. we did go on a, an excursion one day, but... Um, was it busy? Was the, was the resort busy down there? Yeah. It was really busy. But I'll tell you, I felt safer there than I did in Charleston, or than I do really? in Charleston, rather. Yeah. I yeah. mean, they were so good about sanitizing everything, wearing masks. Like, we show up to the front of the hotel. They have this spray of, like, sanitizer. Mm-hmm. Your shoes, your feet, the bottom of them, your whole thing, your bags, everything. Yeah. It was really, really... Um, 
It was really amazing, actually. You and have a great tan. I do. I have lost it a little bit, though. I'm a little bummed about that. But <laughs> you need to go back. The only, I do need to go back. The only thing, and I, should, I shouldn't should really complain about it, but, you know, the pool bars? Yep. Yeah, they weren't open. Because uh, I was kind of right. really looking forward to sitting in the pool drinking. But That's why you just take those little things. Yeah, little, they weren't open. Little but bottles and just take it with you. <laughs> yeah, which, yeah. I, which I didn't really understand because, you know, you had all these people congregating in the pool, yeah. but not at the bar. Yeah. But that's okay. They had the waiters and the waitresses, and I was. There's been I a few good. of those moments where I've just been like, "This doesn't make sense. Why yeah. this is yeah. happening yeah. like Why this." Why did we but draw the yeah, line like, here? Where's the? Yeah. Li- yeah, I mm-hmm. guess they just had to draw a line, and so they're like, <laughs> yeah. "Yeah, just put it here." Yeah. yeah. And the all-inclusive for the yeah. most part, they do buffet style, right? right? Well, they don't do that right now. They're doing, um, you know, plated, served. plated, yeah. served, yeah, whatever you call it. So. Okay. And you have an upcoming trip to. I do. I'm going to Utah in three weeks. I'm Ooh. so excited. Uh, and yeah. you're going to hike? I'm going to hike. I'm going to Zion National Park. Wow. We've we, already talked about bear spray. We already yeah. talked about the bear spray and, and that I need to get a and you're sword. Going alone. I'm going alone. <laughs> That's amazing. I'm going alone. I um, I really am feeling like this um, draw to like just be alone with myself and really kind of connect again to myself and be out in nature. And Love I that. have never hiked anything like Zion National Park in my life. And mm-hmm. I think it would be just amazing for me. And you I'm got take a map, a- right? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I probably do need those. But then again, I don't really follow directions well. And yeah. like I tend to get lost. So You just need to go with it. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah. I have literally, all I, all I really planned was obviously the hotel because I'm not camping because yeah. like I don't want to do that. But uh, I'm going to stay a few days at Zion and then I'm going to drive to Bryce Canyon Nice for a couple yeah. days Beautiful. and then I'm going to go to Dead Horse State Park which is Ooh. like five hours Ooh. from where I'm staying. Yeah, so I'm just going. I tell people, you know, from Al and I traveling so much that, that the Utah, um, Wyoming, Montana yeah. area oh my God. to me is the most beautiful part of the yeah. United States. Yeah, I am. Um, mainland. I'm really looking forward to it, honestly. You know, yeah. I just... It's probably going to be like the most spiritual um, alone time I've ever had. That's great. Honestly, yeah. I'm excited for you. Got to yeah. recharge during yeah. all this. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Well, Alan and I have big news. It is officially booked. We are going to Disney World. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. I would never guess that. We're yeah. super excited. Yes. <laughs> and we're super excited to see sort of all of the, the new sort of COVID way of Disney. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, it's a process. It was a process to book even. Yeah. Really? You know, you okay. have to like reserve each park in advance mm. and it's very limited capacity. We're staying at the Wilderness Lodge, which is our, our new favorite. Oh, we yeah. fell in love with it. Yeah. We used to stay at the Polynesian always and it's lovely, but we're staying at the Wilderness Lodge uh, for, I for like 10 days. I personally like it because there's a huge like jacuzzi tub in your bed. Oh, I bedroom. like that. Not in your bed. In your bed. <laughs> <laughs> in your bed. You're like, you're sleeping. Dangerous. Yeah. You have to put a floaty around your neck. A little pruny in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're really pruny. It's so weird. It's we'll, a have, weird. We'll, have, we'll have our bear spray as well staying at the Wilderness that's Lodge. Amazing. You, know, you yeah, gotta you watch should. out yeah. for the bears. And don't forget yeah. the sword. Yeah, that's a whole different bear though. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Yeah. But no, we're really excited about it. We're going for about 10 days. We have okay. some kind of friends coming to have oh, nice. dinner at times. So do us. you go to the parks and do the rides and do all that every single day or... We're not up. No, we're not. Because we go so often, uh, we don't go to the parks every day. Yeah. You know, when it's like that once in a lifetime Disney trip, that's what people do. Absolutely. Um, But we really, we kind of know the park hours of like, when's the best time to go. And we'll pop into the park for like a couple hours and head back and 
no, we're really super excited about it. And I, I think yeah. Disney's doing a great job getting back on their feet. Down For there. sure. I think the, I always tell people when about Disney, like I love the characters. I love the rides. I love the parks and all that, but it really has nothing to do that. Uh, about that for me it's all about just the customer service that is constant that is amazing there. it's mm-hmm. it's amazing and the way that they just treat and and just the way that they do everything to a t it's just awesome so mm-hmm. that's why you know and also i'll probably get to sleep a lot, a lot. well I'm you great. need it because yeah, you seriously. work all the time yeah and we i mean we've we just added uh two new team members at rhapsody um and i'm so pumped for carrie and aaron to be there um aaron is like, amazing by the way he's pretty freaking great yeah he's he? amazing yeah. um i took class with him this morning and he just well you know i always joke and like yeah. Carry on, and he was like Jen, and I'm like, yeah. sorry, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> called you like, out. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Yeah. And we but. just had a big milestone at the gym because we're we are now officially in year three. Yes. And what Yay. I thought would be, yeah. I can't believe it. It's been three years. It's crazy. God, time flies. What. What, would, what I thought would be interesting today is if we covered some of the most valuable lessons mm-hmm. that we've learned since being open. Okay. And we actually call it the lucky seven, which is our seven most valuable lessons that we've learned. <laughs> um, and it can apply to fitness, and I think it implies sort of all business. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll be right back. Yes, so the lucky seven, the most valuable lessons we have learned since opening Rhapsody. I want to preface this Uh-oh. because I, you know, I, 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 I'm very wary of, of like experts and gurus out in the world, and so I just want to say at the start of this, you know. There are people out there that say, you know, this is how you should do things and this is how you should run your business. And I will tell you there are no experts because every business is unique and different and you can learn things from each person. But I would always be really super careful of anyone that says uh, this this is is the the only way forward. So write your own path. We always throw these things out because, you know, we kind of little nuggets of information that have helped us and it might help you and it might not help you. But, um, number one, Mr. Shaw, I'm going to throw this to you. Uh, create the mission and live by it. Yeah. I, I think when we first be actually before we began, um, that was what we solidified in our heads. Um, I remember it sitting at our coffee table, in New York City, uh, two on and the a floor. half on yeah. the floor, yeah, <laughs> uh, and you know, two and two and a half years ago, of being like, okay, we're going to make this life transition, um, and we're going to start this business. Why? Like, mm-hmm. what is the mission? Like, why? Why do you want to do that? And and if that is if that is concrete in your head, and and if that's your main focus, then everything that's built on top of that. Um, will be successful because it's now has a fo- solid firm foundation that everything else can be built upon. Yeah. To me, and yeah. it's not necessarily just about a mission that, you know, is going to look good on the wall. Yeah. You no. have to have an emotional attachment to yeah, it. It has or, to give you yeah. purpose Yeah, right? because sure. especially when things, as things move forward and as they develop and get more challenging, Yeah, if it doesn't come back to that calling, and yeah. that purpose, it's really tough to weather the storm and feel mm-hmm. confident in what you're doing. Yeah, I think, you know, I just, for for an example, right, I, I was in New York, I was at CrossFit NYC. I loved what we were doing and I loved what I was doing on a personal level as far as coaching goes. But I saw this facility that was lacking heart, that was lacking community, that was lacking um, a drive and a mission that um, was such a 
which was such a loss. And so I was like, you know what? Like, one, I love New York, but I want to move out of the city. Um, we love Charleston. Yep. And we were like, I love coaching. And I love all that stuff. But why? What's, what do I ultimately want to make better or change or, or add value into this life? And so that mission of creating a facility of top-of-line coaching, of member care, of the private school of CrossFit, of having a facility that is spotless, that it's like Disney. Um, <laughs> you know, like all this, of yes. these things that like... One, I hadn't really seen before, and I was like, I know that we're going to be able to add value, and people are going to love it. And once I was able to put that, once we were able to put that into the mission, all of a sudden, everything became much clearer, because everything just goes back to the mission, okay? Is it in the mission? Great. That's a great decision to make. If it's not, uh, let's find, let's, we've got to find another option. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I think that's awesome. And also just sitting here and no one can see you obviously, but your passion in your Mm -hmm. face and your, in your voice. And that comes through every single day at Rhapsody. Yeah. And, and, and I think everything always comes back to why, and that drives your passion and that's what makes you successful. Yeah. You don't get distracted. Exactly. You know, when you can answer every question by your mission, it keeps you authentic, which is another, we actually had our, our, our staff meeting yesterday and, and it was about authenticity in coaching. Mm-hmm. You know, it is a performance when you're a coach, but it's about staying authentic and each person is a unique individual. Right. Yeah, for sure. So it's and a, I always, I always equate it to theater, right? Cause yeah. that was my first career, right? You watch a person's performance on, on stage and you know, whether it's going to be authentic or not, what you're, you're, right. you're connected personally mm-hmm. uh, to that person. If they're being authentic in their performance, of course they didn't write those words. They're performing those words. Yeah. Um, but if you're, if they're being connected in, in authenticity, all of a sudden you're connected in that and yeah. that it's creating value in your life. I mean, and it I also think, comes yeah. down to like, as a member, I'll say, <clears throat> I can feel it. Right. It's right. a feeling. I can feel the passion. I can feel your why. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there's other gyms you go into and you just, you don't feel that way. Mm-hmm. And, and there's definitely, um, in the Rhapsody community, that feeling of you're authentic, you're genuine and you care about us all deeply. And you can be authentic. Absolutely. Right. right? You don't have to be anything other than right. who you are in that right. moment. Right. You don't have to prove anything to me cause I don't give a shit. Yes, you, you do. do though. I mean, <laughs> like I don't like, give it, like, I don't care. I don't that. care about like I don't care about your ego. Right. Like right, I don't right. care about the ego that's trying to tell you that you need to be anything other than who you are in that moment. Right. I was right. gonna say I know you sense? care because like, I've oh, seen you like, like like there have been a couple times I walk in the gym and you're like, I think you need a hug. <laughs> right? Yeah. And you do that to I get called out. Like, yeah. when do I get hugs? Usually it's like, Mary Beth, you're gonna put some more weight on that bar. Yeah, sure. Yeah. You're gonna run a little faster. You've been crushing it though. You've been there in the mornings. It's been good. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, so we, we did two things differently Mm -hmm. uh, going into this year, I'll say, right. Um, so one started going in the morning, which Mm -hmm. I just, I am so much better Mm -hmm. at training in the morning. It's, it's such a night and day difference. My head's in a better space. My energy level is different. Um, and the second is that Steve and I have started going together. So now we just have that accountability. It's more of a team Mm -hmm. effort. And so through that, 
we've been able to be more consistent, not only in making our workouts, but then right. in our home life, in your routine. right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. if we know we're, we're getting up at five out our hundred the next morning to, to go to the gym, yeah. we're making different decisions about dinner the night before. Yeah. So like, that's been, been a really neat evolution and awesome. oh, he's crushing it. He's, he's yeah. looking great. God. He looks good. He's so yeah. sexy. He looks really oh, good. Yeah. Sexy man. Yeah. That's sexy know, man beast. I, oh. nice. I started doing morning as well. Like I've been <laughs> yeah. doing 6am. Everybody likes the mornings. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the way to start the day. Yeah. So number two, uh, and this is probably the area that Alan and I have maybe sparred the most over, and it's about the team, and it's the hiring and firing based on the mission. So you'll notice a lot of these are all going to refer back to the mm-hmm. mission, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it's about finding the right people and the right jobs, and then defining their roles, responsibilities, and expectations. Right, yeah. right. And I think, you know, m- my whole career has been about large group management and really managing interesting personalities and getting people to work together. Alan, you were very new to, to management. Yeah, like brand new, like to a <laughs> point where I, like, I was managing myself, and that was it. And so when we first started, um, I thought like oh like being a manager you just need to be their friend and uh, you know no. like granted like that's an <laughs> aspect of it but you know like you're you're the leader you're that you have to you have to lead yeah. by example in that yeah. moment and so if you're not clear they're not clear and then all of a sudden you get upset because they're not doing it right well that's your own damn fault right mm-hmm. and i you know i've learned and i have I have failed a lot in these last two years because of just navigating like, okay, well, that wasn't a good, that wasn't a good decision that I made because I wasn't clear. And then in turn, I didn't set them up for success. Right. Um, Well, I think that, you know, there's a difference between trying to be friends with your employee Mm-hmm. And having a personal relationship and a rapport with them. Right. right. 100%. Um, so I, I think understanding the difference, um, because at the end of the day, we're all human. So you want that human connection. Mm-hmm. You want, you know, that rapport. Yeah. But it's not friendship. It mm-hmm. needs to be different. Because I think when, you know, the the boundaries and that structure isn't clearly in place, then people just get confused. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Right. And, you know, to me, it's about hiring a team. And what we've learned... In, in our in our staff since we opened and and finally I think yeah. that now that we're a little over two years into this we're 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 finally getting the right team together that works for us and also just knowing that the people that you start with as your business grows and develops and adapts might not be the people that are with you long term and that goes for a business partner it goes mm-hmm. for a staff member I mean we went through it with our business partner you yeah. know the 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 mission just wasn't there anymore. Well, everything right. just evolves. You get older yep. and you get the, the, the business gets older and it starts to grow up. Right. Mm-hmm. And from there, you're no longer a child. You're coming into an adolescence. Right. And that just, that just occurs you know, that in that natural progression and being able to uh, being a, that's, and that, I think that's the line, right? That's when a, well, that's when either a business fails in the first two years or whether it succeeds after the first two years is like, can you make that decision and pivot in that moment or you get stuck in your ways and you get taken down the, yeah. Yeah. down the hole and just defining those roles and responsibilities. Yeah. Making it very clear what <clears throat> expectations are. So everyone knows their part in the play. 
Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, that that's really what it is. Mm-hmm. I think that's a that's super important mm-hmm. one. This kind of tags on to this. This is number three. This is about communication. And it's a big one for me that I harped on harp on a lot and actually spoke a lot about yesterday <laughs> in the team mem- <laughs> in the team member meeting. Yeah, um, we have a lot of good communication, guys. Yes. <laughs> All yeah. the communication. All the communication. Yeah. It's about having truth in meetings and not at the water cooler. Yeah, and and creating and in creating an environment so that people feel in meetings they can be transparent and real and authentic. Going Mm -hmm. back to that mission, yeah, um, so that we can talk about whatever. Because the last thing you want is to have a meeting and go like, "Oh, what a bitch!" After you know what I mean, exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) So that I mean, and communication has been something that you've been working on a lot. Yeah, and you can have here's the bottom line: you can have whatever sort of software that you have or not have, or how you just have to communicate. You yeah. know, we use Slack at our gym. That's how our, our entire team, even this podcast is run on Slack, yeah. Yeah. how we communicate to yeah. each other. It just helps us keep those channels open. Yeah. But there are a million solutions out there for that. And also you can just pick up the phone and call someone. Yes. I think it also just starts from the top, though. Yep. It starts from the top and works its way down. You and I, um, I sometimes think over communicate. <laughs> is that possible? Uh, I don't know. Uh, but I think like we do not have filters like to a point to where like, no, I ha- I have zero filter. Yeah. I knew that. Alan has some filter. Some filter, and but he finds me abrasive because. I, but I say it all with a smile. I love how he's. That's I interesting love, because if you were listening to this podcast right now, how did a, how abrasive did that feel? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's interesting that you say that because, like, I know if I have something I want to talk about, I know which one I can go to, Alan or Trinity, depending right. on what communication right. style I want in return. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All, I I have a softer I yes. have a softer because yeah. I I'm able to and I get I call it the three breath rule. I take myself back and I give myself three. Breath. I don't have it with you though, Trinity. But everybody else, <laughs> I have it. Yeah, we just spar, which is good. Uh, honestly, I think it's like well, you need to sometimes. Well, it's how get it out. It how it's how the business actually mm-hmm. functions because we have our roles and responsibilities in the business, and that's so how it works. Our roles are defined at the top. And so then it makes it very easy to define everyone else's sure. roles. And we know what our role is. Yeah. Um, yeah. So and I think it's perfect. I, I, I love that he wears his heart on his sleeve. Me too. I do. Mm-hmm. I do. Um, number four, uh, develop seamless systems and processes oh, and test them. Yeah. Oh, that is to me the one. most important part. Yeah. We, we, so in, in our gym and, and, you know, you can probably break this down whether you're in restaurant or marketing or a dog walking business. We have, we have three big buckets for us that we sort of look at our systems and processes. And one is our coaching bucket and that is our class procedures. So every class is run the same. There's always a class plan. It's always laid out. The yeah. individual coach brings their own performance to it it and flair but we have very clear class procedures we have very clear evaluations quarterly evaluations we have you know uh meetings to where other coaches give feedback on their classes audit classes Mm -hmm. so that's like bucket one bucket two for us is our facilities bucket which is about keeping the facility where it needs to be as Mm -hmm. far as maintenance Mm -hmm. and cleanliness and all that and that's a that is a huge system at our gym Mm -hmm. and and the whole team takes part in all three they do because after class every every coach has got that mop out that's the one that's a biggie on that one is that like people have asked me about oh man how do you keep your gym so clean and i said the team keeps it clean. Right. Yeah. I was like, we don't have an outside party that comes in and cleans mm-hmm. because I find it's a two-folder, right? If you are taking uh, responsibility 
on keeping the facility clean, automatically the community sees that and they're like, oh, we want to keep it clean too. Because again, yeah. it comes mm-hmm. from the top. Yeah. And then uh, it just lasts longer, right? Like if Absolutely. things are con- consistently clean and in their place, all of a sudden we're not having to replace things as often, which then in turn makes it better business. I know. I will say I do feel guilty when I get my chalk out because I make a mess. That's okay. I mean, <laughs> I do I make a mess? Yeah. But because yeah, I, I like playing in the paper chalk. Mache yeah. But the moment you're gone, it's cleaned up. <laughs> uh, yeah. It you is. Know, it really that, is. Yeah. It's, it's so important. Me with a always, you know, I always say, you know, like, when you want to learn about a business, look, look how it's kept. Yeah. 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 Um, so that's sort of our second bucket. And our third bucket that we really work on a lot and we put a lot of focus on in the last six months is what we call our points of performance. And that is our member services. And that is, you know, if it's a new member that's interested in coming into the gym, how we communicate with them, how we potentially reach out to old members that are no longer at the gym, alumni, and bring them back into the gym. And then also our mentoring with members, which is sort of what we're known for is this, you know, private school approach. We're going to grab you by the hand and take you through this. And that is a big program that our staff has really dove into. And going back to, you know, to staffing, what's important because systems and processes are only as good as the people that are doing them. Yeah, I agree. You know, you can have the best systems, but if they're not followed, they're not going to work. And so you have to have have team members that are committed to the team. That are bought in, yeah. Yeah. That put themselves second to the team. And that's what we found out we had. We, that's why we made some, some changes at the gym and our staffing is Mm -hmm. because we had to have team members because of our standards are where they're at that are committed to the gym and the team for sure. Well, and I think that that goes back and this is a little bit of your last point and current point is that when you're considering bringing someone into the fold, I'm a huge advocate of higher based on personality because you can train skill. And especially when it comes to introducing these seamless processes, you know, training someone who's open to learning that and doing things by your rules and your ways, that's invaluable, mm-hmm. yeah. you know? So you, you have the combination of someone who can come in, they can bring their personality to the table, they can, you know, connect with your membership, but they're also open to learning and being trained to do things mm-hmm. your way. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and what I love about people that are, you know, greener or newer, uh, and you can learn from them too. They bring a lot because, you know, their observations of things are unique. Sure, fresh perspective. We love to have a new coach that is like sort of on the newer side of coaching audit a class because the things that they see are very different than, you know, a coach like Alan or Liz, which are like CrossFit L3 coaches. You know, they see different things and it's it's just as valuable on both sides. Yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. for sure. This might be my favorite. And this is probably the the hardest lesson that, that we learned. Um, because Alan and I, you know, being in a customer service business, this was the first thing that we thought what customer service was is the customer is always right. And <laughs> we have I learned, right. <laughs> <laughs> Don't right? tell Jen that trend. Yeah. <laughs> and in actuality, uh, you know, once you're established and, 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 and you know who you are and you develop that mission, um, the customer is not always right. And we've had plenty members, you know, that, that have come to the gym and it's just not a fit. Mm-hmm. And you as owners, no matter, you can't wedge that into be a perfect fit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And I would add to that. I think that the truth whole, or the truth is consistent 
and the customer is not always right. And not every client is a good client. Totally. Right. And I think that's especially been, that's a repeated conversation that I'm having with my clients, especially in light of 2020 when, you know, the, the game has changed and the goal is less about profit and growth. And it's more about keeping the ship afloat, quite frankly. And so you have, um, business owners who are now feeling a lot more pressure to, bring clients into the fold that may, they may not have otherwise gone after or been open to. And, and I'm just a big proponent of like, you have to stick to your guns. Yeah. Yeah. You know who the right client is. And if you take someone into the fold that isn't a fit, yeah. you will pay for that. Yeah. And yeah. they will not have the, they will not have the experience that you want to give them. Yep. And in, in the gym member community, you know, it affects the rest of your gym. Mm-hmm. You have the person, you know, it, again, your members have to align with your mission. It's right. such a fragile yeah. ecosystem. It is. It, it, it is an absolute ecosystem. And, and, and you know, COVID has been interesting because we have made changes to our staff during COVID, but we've also, our membership has changed a bit during COVID. And really the people that weren't a great fit for the gym aren't here anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we're good with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, but I would say as a member, you know, going through that evolution and, you know, being where we are now, it feels really good it as does. a it member. Does. It really yeah. does. It does. You know, the, the, I feel like there's a phenomenal relationship with the coaches. They have mm-hmm. control over the classes, control over the room. I feel like they genuinely, I feel seen yeah. as yeah. a member, which yeah. is really important. Yeah. Um, but then also the camaraderie and connection that I have with fellow community members, mm-hmm. it's all just so positive. Yeah. So I was just going to say that. It doesn't matter if you go to 6 a.m. or 12 p.m. or 6.30. Yeah. It's the same environment. Everybody's mm-hmm. positive, happy, upbeat. And yeah. Especially upbeat. this time people are coming together, right? Yeah. Absolutely. The people that are really committed mm-hmm. to, to, to staying fit, staying healthy, staying part of the community are coming together. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I'm so grateful for that. Absolutely. I mean, it was... It's something that I valued before COVID, mm-hmm. but now, I mean, I just, I, there, there are days where, you know, going to Rhapsody mm-hmm. is what kind of pulls me out of a funk yeah, or sets the tone for the rest of yeah. the day. I mean, and, and so I just have a whole new gratitude and appreciation for what yeah. that experience brings into my life, not just with physical health mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. fitness, which is now more important than ever, yep. but also mentally, that's, you I know, mean, and that's, that connection. That's the thing that I've really found within the last six months is that, that, that is my purpose as far as a founder and a head coach at Rhapsody is that, you know, the squats and the pull-ups and the push-ups and the deadlifts and the back squats and all that shit is great. a given. Oh, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, yeah, it's great. Like all of that stuff is great, but in reality, what people need is connection is yes. to be seen mm-hmm. is to be heard is to be is to feel valued mm-hmm. is to have that moment and that space to where they're like Alan I need to make a change yeah 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 which and is the, absolutely the pinnacle of vulnerability yeah. to be yeah. like I need I need to make a change in my life yeah. and this yeah. is a space where I feel to be that sounding safe. board is like that's why yeah. I feel so like and passionate about it and like excited about it and being connected with everybody. And that's why I am happy that some people have left the gym Yeah, because you know, when you bring that negative energy in, it's just like, it just shifts everything. And so, you know, to be able to have that space for people, especially now, um, has been, uh, has been like my, has, 
has solidified what my purpose is, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. Yeah. Number six, uh, strive for excellence in everything that you do hmm. and the importance that details matter. Man, yeah. that Indeed. was like early on. This, this was that. like one of the very first things. And it's like, if it was not, we, we always say, is that up to standard? That's yeah. always like <laughs> Alan and I's theme yeah. to each other. We like our thing we repeat and repeat. Yeah. And, and if it's not, we don't go for it. No. It's just not an option. And, and, that, and that comes with you know, our, our coaching facility. It goes back to all those other sort of buckets of things. It's a strive for excellence in everything. And I'm sure that's the same yeah, for both of you absolutely. working in finance. And, and, and that goes marketing. back to the, the point of, you know, for anyone, not everyone. Huh. Um, and that holds true across verticals and businesses. It's like, do not compromise. Yeah. Never compromise. Because sure. the minute you start compromising, that's a really slippery slope. Yeah. You know, I also think that there's, uh, we have to, we have to define that a little more and, um, clarify it's striving for excellence, but not striving for perfection. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause mm, perfection is, uh, failure. Impossible. Is impossible. Yeah, and yeah. and impossible. that will just set you ultimately up for failure. Um, and that was a big one for me that I had to sort of learn through the process and I'm still learning. I've just like... You know, striving for excellence and knowing that, like, some days you're just not going to get it right. And that is okay. But as long as the next moment that you have, you turn it around on itself and say, no, I'm, I'm still striving for that excellence. I'm still focusing on those details. Because mm-hmm. if I don't, then, and I focus on the perfection side, which I did for such a long mm-hmm. time in my life, that, like, it ultimately was the most toxic thing that you can do for yourself if you're try- constantly striving for that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's very challenging for people because you want to get it right. You want to get it right as business owners. You want to get it right just in life. Um, but perfection is uh, is a false prophet. Yeah. Agreed. You know. I also think when you you take a moment to be honest with yourself about what those standards are. You know mm-hmm. what yeah. what is excellent to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you define that then you're one step closer to defining what success looks like to you. Yeah. Um, and, and I know going into year four with front and center that you're four. Woo. What? Wow. I know. It's awesome. Moly. Not bananas. It's awesome. It's bananas. It's like a um, huge banana. <laughs> <laughs> All the bananas. All the bananas. Um, but I think defining success is something that, um, you know, I, I ask my clients, to do that all the time, especially when we're in a new business formation scenario. Um, and it's one of the last things they think about, mm-hmm. but when you're in it and you're running and you're hustling, you need to understand those moments of like, Oh, I am making progress. Mm-hmm. I am getting traction. Like this was my benchmark for success in year one and I hit it. So what are we doing in year two? And so if you don't define those standards of excellence, then it makes it that much harder to answer what is success for you. Yeah. yeah. Um, which can, again, get you into that that rat race of like you're hustling to no end. Yeah. And you yeah. never know when you've, you've, you've gotten there. For sure. Well, and I think, well, personally for me, like I used to be, you know, like Alan, like everything has to be perfect and everything has to be this way or, mm-hmm. and I have to do it this way. And I just learned myself that I can't wait for perfection because it'll never happen, mm-hmm. right? So you just have to kind of learn and grow from that. And that was even when I started my business. I was like, well, I have to have everything in a row before I can even, like, open the door. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not mm-hmm. the case, right? Yeah. But that's our case even in life. Like, you know, oh, I have to lose 10 pounds, but I can't do this before I do that. And, you know, I can't, you know, 
go to the gym and like do all these deadlifts unless I do this first or, you know what I mean? Just it's, yeah. you know, yeah. a cycle. And I also think when it comes to excellence versus perfection, the, the problem with perfection is one that it's impossible, but two perfection, according to who? Right. Exactly. So right. often if you, you get into that mindset and trust me, I've, I've spent yeah. many years yeah. and we all have, you know, a metric shit ton of energy <laughs> yeah. trying to achieve perfection. Really but at the end of the day, you know, I know really scientific. <laughs> <laughs> all the science, yeah. um, you know, it's perfection according to who. And so I was, I was never going to achieve it and then realized slowly but surely that that thing I was chasing was, was dictated by someone else or something else. Mm -hmm. I didn't own that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I I would say that the other, you know, the other side to this and, and something I think that, that Rhapsody has done so well is that Yes, y'all have standards of excellence, and you decided what those were. Mm-hmm. Those weren't dictated from Absolutely. any outside entity. 100%. Uh, last in that thing, probably the most uh, valid currently is, is adapt. Oh, God. And adapt adaptation, or die. adapt yeah. or die. <laughs> yes. Uh, and, you know, it, it's really interesting to see in this fitness sphere right now that, that it's, it's, it's shrinking. You know, there are gyms that aren't reopening because you know, for a multitude of reasons, but a big reason is, is you had to really be on your feet and adapt through this. Um, it's not over by any right. means, but you know, hopefully we're through the biggest hump of this, but you had to change your business model and quickly, right. and you just have to stay on your feet and agile. You know, I always tell people share is share because share has adapted through the decades. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know, oh my gosh, the amazing. singer, the singer. I was like, I was, I was like, like, I was following. Sharing, I was like, but oh, no, share. oh no, share. Like, yes. whoa. Whoa. <laughs> I even got that. back <laughs> <laughs> What? Turn back time. Oh, <laughs> there you go. Whoa. <laughs> 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 okay. Share Count Dracula. <laughs> 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 Um, this is reminding me oh of Jack goodness. and Will okay. and Grace. Oh, <laughs> you yeah. always do a share yeah. impression. Yes. Oh. No, but, but yeah, I think adaptation, think adaptation for sure. And I think there's um, there. Oh, what's the word that I kept using? Like, in okay, are we are we innovating? Mm-hmm. Are we innovating in this moment? Because it could either stop you in your tracks of being like, oh, but the old way's not working. Like, okay. Yeah, you, I guess you kept we're gonna saying try it to the like put a, put a square peg in a round hole. Like, yeah, I just kept saying that. Like, in the middle of it, I was like, okay, well, let's innovate. Like, let's innovate to stay on in in the forefront of the tidal wave that was happening. And I feel like we did. I felt like we really found a groove, and then in turn, the community came with us, and uh, the community was felt more found. Uh, they had a firmer foundation to really. Absolutely. Stand yeah, on absolutely. during such a tumultuous time. Well, and I think that, it, you know, one of the, the lessons that I learned early yeah. on in my business is that I truly think, I truly believe people want you to succeed. Mm. Your community wants you su- to succeed. Your clients want you to succeed. Yeah. You know, um, and so I think especially in this moment when, you know, I'll say business owners, entrepreneurs are really having to be agile and adapt mm-hmm. quickly and aggressively. Yeah. Um, that is being met with a, 
what I think is a largely positive response from the community that's like, hell yeah, we'll run with you. Like, yeah. you know, we're, yeah. we're all in this space of uncertainty. Yeah. So I see you rising to the occasion and I support you in that. Right. Yeah. So I think, you know, to, to add on to that is, you know, yes, absolutely. You have to adapt. You have to be agile. You can't just sit down. And if you, if you do, you need to expect that that's going to be the end of your business, right? right? Yeah. Yeah. But also don't be afraid to give it a shot. Don't be afraid yeah. to try something because again, my experience, and, and I feel like around this table, the, the collective experience has been people want you to succeed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They yeah. want you to stick around well, they've had and to they're going to the meet same you thing. there. I mean, yeah. they had to be agile in their own personal lives. Absolutely. Like everybody had to adjust. And so they're Absolutely. like, okay, well, they're obviously having to adjust too. So how about we just, how about we all adjust together and right. be in this together versus yeah. being like, you know. Give each other a little grace. Yeah, and absolutely. And that's out. what happened. You know, yeah. people understood and we did, we did the same thing for people as well. Like, yeah. you know, people had to adjust. And, and you, it seems like, you know, as a, a member that that was met, you know, with enthusiasm. Yeah. How, how has it felt on your end as a business owner? Did you feel like... Oh my gosh, absolutely. Yeah. It, was, it, was, it, was a, it was a perfect give and take, right? Yeah. Like when, when you're like, well, we got to close our doors here. All right, well, let's rent all of our equipment and we're going on Zoom, guys. Everyone was like, cool, Ooh, let's do it. Yeah. And literally when we, had, when we rented our equipment, it was like 150 members yeah. came and got equipment from us over three days. And yep. I was like, this is great. Like this is exactly what needed to happen. And, uh, and then on turn, I think when we started in quarantine, we also did, uh, call it, we called it member services where we, we reached out to our members almost every other day because we knew that people were going stir crazy inside their homes. And mm-hmm. so we made it a point of like the entire staff having a list of people that they checked in with every other day just to say like, Hey, we're here. Like if you need somebody to talk to, yeah. like we're here, like how's everything going? Like in your zoom workout today, let's do you know, push pressers or let's do this weight, you know? So I think that's, was really invaluable for people. Oh, absolutely. Including me. Like that's what got me through quarantine and is getting me through this is just connecting with every person in the gym and staying connected. Yeah. And I, we always talked about it. Like I hate the word social distance because it had nothing to do about socially distancing yourself. It's physical distance. Physical distance. Yeah. Yeah. That's all it was. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Hey, gang, this is really great stuff today. Yeah, I'm so glad we're back together. I know, me too. So everyone out there, make sure you follow us on Instagram at Rhapsody Radio Show, and we love your comments and feedback and ideas for future episodes. You can email us at info at rhapsodyradio.com. And I'm so glad you're back, ladies. It's so great to have you. So good to be back. The gang is back in town. Missed you guys. Hey, we'll see you back here soon. All right, bye, guys. Bye, guys.